Okay, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Tes, and today is Daf Yud. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. Have in mind that our learning should be a schos for uh, all of Kali Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and anywhere else that they're in. Yidin are in danger. And they don't, or, uh, That's what I said. That's exactly. You have to pay attention. Well, to yeah. <laughs> He's translating. He's I translating. In a different language. Yeah, oh, yeah. Language. Okay. In a more simple language. Okay. <laughs> All over the world, and also have a mind. And also for for Shalema, for Amy Bastvora, for for Tzvito Ben Chasha, One second, Hadassah Basronia, Bracha Bashashana. What do you say, Masha Basgital? Okay, sorry, Basichavet. All also need a refuah. You do labor much ever for Shalema. You're here, but okay. Well, that's at least that much. One doesn't make a difference. All right. So what did we learn yesterday? So let's. Um, um, okay. Um, we started off at the Amar Abai second to last line on Daf Ches Amid Base. So uh, Reuven tells a field to Shimon, and he told him no guarantees. That means that no matter what happens, gets taken away. It's nothing to do with me. Sure enough. Right away, um, there were people claiming, you know, as soon as he started the, the buying process, there were people who were saying that it's really mine, and they all really, whatever. He, he hears a lot of talk. And this is before he took possession, he can always back out. But once he took possession, he cannot back out anymore. And that's because, look, you, you, you knew, he told you there was no outcries. You thought about it, you accepted it. That's it. You're, it's, on, it's on you. Point of point of Chazaka is when he walks the meats and browns. That's Daisha Mitsori. That's what that means. Okay, that's like a sign of your ownership. That's only if you bought a Shlob But if you bought it with Achrayis, I mean, he is responsible. So then, that's not the case. He still can back out because he could say, you know, look, even if it gets taken away from me, you will have to pay for it. It looks bad. You know, I'm changing my mind. Yeah. That's version A. However, the Ikadami say, and that's how we paskin, even when you sell Bachrayas, where the guy will have to give you back your money, whatever, you still can't back out. He could say, when you show me that it was taken away from you, talk is cheap. Sure, they're claiming that it's theirs. Once it's taken away, then you come to me. Until then, you made the kingdom, it's yours. Okay. Okay, you say you make Chazaka by walking with meats and bounds. Just walking in the meets and bounds, that's really not enough. I mean, you find out what the problem is. Don't you have to do some physical something into that into the chazaka? That's not what, chazaka? I don't know. How do you translate the word Daesh I'm sorry? That's what it means. Sorry. Read the words. Daesh I'm sorry. How do you translate that? Okay, I feel like you have to learn. The yesh. Okay. That's all. I'm just reading and translating. That's what I'm doing there. Okay. That's what it means. It's fixing it. Walking on the property is that I'm buying. But I'm just okay. So me walking the meets and bounds is actually the process of. I don't know, whatever. Getting into it. You're doing something. Whatever. Building your equipment down to tear it up. Okay. Whatever. Checking the checking the fences. Oh, like you know. to compact the earth, like to it helps to keep yeah. it, make it physical. Whatever. Improve. Okay. All right. Um, that's okay. So that's the that's the first. Okay, that's step one. Okay. 
Um, next we saw Rav Huna says that uh, when, when paying for damages, you pay either with money, cash money, or metaf, land, the best of the land. So the Gemara says, Rav Nachman is Rav Huna, but doesn't the Pesach say, Yashiv the Rabbis Shava Keset, that you don't have to pay in cash, you can pay with any goods that are of value. Um, even Subin, even Bran. So the Gemara says, that's when you don't have anything else. If you don't have cash, then you can pay with something else. But if you have cash, then you're mechayv to pay with cash. So the Gemara says, if he doesn't have, what's the Chiddush? The answer is, is that maybe you you would think that it's on the person who damaged. Let's say he doesn't have any cash, but he, he has a lot of, you know, things of value. So maybe you should have to sell it to change it to cash and then pay the guy. That much we don't we don't say. That's the idea. Okay, Ravasi says that land... So why do you make the guy do this, who got damaged? What? Why do you put the tircha on the guy who just... Uh, He's happy to at least get paid. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, like, so that's the point. We, yeah, there's a fine balance. You know, if you make it too difficult for the guy, He's not gonna pay. yeah. So it's like there's a certain values. Like, oh, at least he got something. You know. All right. So Ravashi says, "Safim Money is like land. What does that mean? So, which regarding which halacha? So, if it means that it's as far as meitav, that cash is the same as meitav. That's what Ravuna says. So he's saying maybe he's going on a case like this. There's two brothers, and um, they split the land. One guy took the land, and the other guy took the cash. And um, comes the creditor and takes all the land. So that one who lost all his land goes to the one who has the money and says, give me half the money. Because after all, so the Gemara says, what's the Kiddush with that? What, what, this guy's the son, the other guy's not a son? They're both the sons, they have to pay the father's debt. That's version A. Version B is that it's actually, actually the exact opposite. The, the, um, that the guy who bought the money, who took money, uh, can tell the guy who took the land, he says, look, each of us took a risk in what we took. I took money, if I get, if I get held up by gunpoint, do I might come to you and say, look, I was taken away from you, let me have half the land. Bet on you. That's not my. It's not on me. So the same thing is true. That's the risk you took by having land. Is that if it, if if a creditor of daddy comes, that he's going to come to you. So that's the way it is. It is what it is. That no no backsies, no 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 retrading. Um. So that's the story. So the Gemara says, okay. So what does it mean? It's two cases, two brothers that divide, and the creditor comes and takes just one guy's land and not the other guy's land. So then he can go back uh, to the guy, to the first brother and say, give me half the land. So um, didn't Ravasi say that once before? That uh, <coughs> brothers that divide and the creditor comes, takes the, the portion of one. Um, Rav says that this Shmuel says do bet on the guy, on the one who got what he got. The fact that the creditor took from him, it's on, it's too, it's his tough luck. And Ravasi says it's, uh, it's half he takes either a quarter of the money it's, uh, or a quarter of the quarter of the land, meaning he's not. Uh, it, it's a suffolk. and that's what he said. What is the nature? This is the question: What is the nature of uh, of brothers that divide the, the estate? Are they inheritors? If that's the case, then um, then basically you get to retrade. According to Shmuel, he holds that they're like buyers and. Buyers, uh, buyers without a Christ for that matter, and therefore, if I get it, then he gets taken away from me. I have no recourse to you, 
And uh, Ravasi is misupik, so therefore he says that instead of taking half, one brother is going to get three quarters of what's left, the other one's going to get a quarter, because he's not sure which way to look at. So, um, anyway. Um, so what does it mean, we're still back to square one? So we said, you know what, it means exactly what we thought in the beginning. It's as far as metav. Isn't that exactly what Rav Huna said? So the Gemara says, you're right. Then you have to read it. Ravasi agrees, and he said the same thing. All right, so that's where we end off. In fact, that Ravasi is saying the exact same memory as Rav Huna. Comes along Rav Zeri, he said, um, in the name of Rav Huna, that in a mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to add a third. So what does that mean? Up to a third. What is up to a third? Up to a third of what? Up to a third of all you, the wealth of your house, of what you own. Um, so a guy has three mitzvahs. So that's it. Cleans out everything from what he owns. Is that what that's saying? So um, so the Gemara says, no, that's not what it means. It means that in Hidr mitzvah, you go up to a third over. So Ravashi says, um, what kind of third? Is it a third from within or a third from without, as we explained? Basically, in, in math, it's exactly, um, again, is it a third from the 100%, so it's 33%, or is it a third of the new total of what, of, of what you're spending, which is um, 50%, basically. 50% of what of the old number is the same as a third of the new number. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's the question. We remain with the take on that. In Eretz Yisrael, they say that when that Reb Zir is saying is that up to a third, that's on you. Meaning, don't look for getting your money back from Hashem for the extra expense that you do up to a third. But whatever you spend over and above for a mitzvah, for a mitzvah, beyond that, that Hashem is paying for that. And you lay it out the money here, and he'll make good good to you somewhere else. That's the story. All right, which took us to the new Mishnah. The Mishnah, again, I, we mentioned yesterday, it's a very cryptic Mishnah. So we have to explain each line. Basically, the Mishnah first starts off, if I'm obligated to watch it, I, am, I was like machshir the damage, which means I'm responsible for any damage that it occurs. Um, if I if I'm responsible for part of its damage, so then I'm I'm going to have to pay full damage as if I was responsible for all of it. We'll see what we'll see what case that's referring to. Um, this is only by property that has no meila, meaning non hegdish, as we learned earlier that generally you're not responsible for damage to hegdish, at least according to the main opinion. And it has to, we're talking about Jewish owned property. That's what it means the chasam shopnei bris. And it also privately owned property, uh, which we'll see what, what that coming to exclude. And everywhere except for a private domain that only the mazik has a right to be there. And the nizik and the mazik have right to be there. We'll see what that's talking about. When the, when the damage occurs, the mazik, the owner of the damaging property and damaging animal, or whatever it is, should have to pay full damages with mita for the best of the land. So first thing first, what does it mean? So that's first. So we said the cases you have either a shore or a bar, an animal, a bull or a pit. And I was negligent in who I gave it to watch. I'm obligated to pay. That's what it's saying. And that's in, con- in contrast to fire. If I give a fire to a chayvishat v'katan, I'm not responsible. So the Gemara wants to understand what's the scenario where we distinguish between 
similar, like a similar case where you can distinguish between those damagers where you are responsible and fire where you're not responsible. And it's like this. If you're, saying, if you're giving him a tie-down bowl and a tie-down uh, uh, covered, uh, covered, a covered pit, which is the same as giving him just a coal that needs to be a, 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 glow, a, a coal, a hot coal, but it's not, there's no flame on it. Um, so why is there a difference? I should be putter on all three of them. What are you talking about where the bull is untied, the pit is uncovered, uh, and it's a torch that the fire is going on it? Why am I not responsible by age? Um, doesn't Rish Lakish say in the name of Chizkia that that's only when it's a coal, but when it's a real fire, so then you are responsible because it's going to cause damage. What do you expect? So my answer is we're talking about a tied-down bull, covered pit, and by fire it's a it's a it's a it's a coal. What's the difference? Why am I responsible by the by the bull in the pit? Because by the shore and by the bar, the natural progression of time means that it's getting more and more dangerous. Not only a tied-down bull, as he's tugging on the rope, is getting weaker and weaker. Okay, And if you're having a cherishat v'kadam watch it, it's just a matter of time that it's not going to be as safe anymore. Same is true with the covering on a pit. People walk on it, then it gets moved around. If this guy's watching it, he's not really watching it, it's going to get uncovered. But a coal left to its own devices, that's, that's, it's getting less and less, and that's the difference. And that's why you're not responsible by the coal, but you are responsible by the other two, because they are getting more and more dangerous as time goes on. That's one. That's all in Rish Lakish's world. Rav Yochanan says, even if you give a shalheves, you're potter. Um, which means that when you're giving an untied bull and an, un, and an uncovered pit, you're chayv. So why, what's the difference? So he says, because even though it's a lit torch, it still takes the Cherish's action, Cherish Sotvakatan's actions, to bring it to something flammable and, it, and it make the fire take, which is his action that causes it to happen, and you're not responsible for that, uh, at least monetarily. Of course, you shouldn't do that, but you're not, you know, not... Um, we don't, we don't, it's not your action, so to speak, as opposed to um, by the bull, without any help from the Cherishot of a Katan, the bull or the pit that's uncovered, it's going to cause the harm, um, it can cause harm without any help. That's the difference. And that is that. Um, I believe that's where we left off, so we're going to take from here.